And we're back! Welcome to the Prodigals Podcast, where we discuss all kinds of topics relating to faith and culture. We discuss topics not normally preached on the pulpit or talked about during Bible studies. That is why we are here for you. It is our hope and our goal that through these discussions, people will be inspired to talk about issues that Christians go through in their daily walk with God. So without further ado, let's get to our discussion. Hey guys. So this hey week. Guys. <laughs> oh, hi. So this week we're dealing with the question of the month. Once a month, we or you, the listener, ask a single question for us to hopefully answer. This month's question. Are you guys ready? This month's question is Why are Paul's writings binding? Ooh. Which means why do we have to follow them? Thank you for the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys in the next. (laughs) Why do we have to follow them? And why are we bound to follow them? This is a question from somebody that that wrote in, right? Uh, No, this is my question. This is is your question? question? This is my question. Is it? it? Yeah, it is. Okay. Because it sounds like somebody that doesn't want. (laughs) <laughs> oh, like that, that doesn't, doesn't want, want Paul's listen, writings to, to be binding. I want to listen to everything yeah. else, just not Paul, because I don't like that. Oh, dude. I I do have a friend that <laughs> doesn't like reading Paul's really? writings. He yeah. calls it the Paul fatigue. Oh, we've talked about it because like he feels like Paul is pretty much the whole testament, and <laughs> yeah, he's not, <laughs> he kind of no, well, feels he kind of feels salty about it or something. <laughs> Why? Well, I mean, like I tried. Like I told <laughs> well, I mean, him, like Peter and there is James and there's Jude. And I, yeah, there's a bunch of them. It's just he. But like fifty percent, right. like it's Paul. Like, yeah, it's been a year since I talked to that friend, so I don't know where where they're at with Paul. But if I he's told still him, fatigued by Paul. Yeah, I told by, him like give him a chance. Like give him Paul a chance. Uh, he's not that. He's pretty cool. He's pretty. He's a solid guy. <laughs> he's a. He just doesn't like. He's Paul. an open-minded man. So. <laughs> I like his writings, but just the guy himself. Well, I'm not a big he's fan. just not into Pauline theology. That's just <sighs> not a thing. Okay. Seems that Peter didn't either. <laughs> I know. How come we're not? <laughs> Peter. How come Peter's Peter theology? didn't like his writing? <laughs> <laughs> so That's we do not that. True. He calls it scripture. <laughs> That's true. I'm just, we're just joking. I'm just joking. He just called Paul's writings somewhat hard to uh, harder to understand. Yes. Oh man. Why Paul? Why gotta make things complicated? Because Paul's, Paul's the thing. He's a lawyer. Paul's very yes. educated. Yes, so he used classical mm, Greek yes, rather than Greek the is... common. Then how street, am I supposed to understand what he's writing about? Level Greek. So. <laughs> Okay, for those that aren't watching on, um, that are listening to this as a podcast, I have a book called um, Ooh, yeah, The Theology of Paul, the Apostle, by James D. G. Dunn. It is about a two-inch thick Bro, book. That's a Bible that I was required to read. That's a, that's a KJV man. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> what the heck? And this is all just straight up Paul's theology, like commentary on Paul's theology. That's so crazy. Their entire book, like I mean, like you said, Paul, Paul takes up the majority. Twenty eight percent. The New Testament. What is it? Twenty eight percent. There's no way that he 20%? takes up twenty eight percent of the New Testament. There's no way. Yeah. 
It's wow, that's a lot. It's gotta. Be I thought it was higher. Yeah, I thought it, it was higher too. I, I thought you know it was what? higher, but but I then there's the, the gospels. gospels. <laughs> yeah, you know, there's the, the gospels. gospels have the same stories. Maybe okay, so let's like make the gospel into one one thing. And then, then we'll see what the actual percentage of what Paul's 50, writing is. 50%. 50%. <laughs> I don't know. But he wrote, like, out of everyone, he wrote the most. In general, I guess, like, I guess from yeah. what we re- they were able to recover. Like, yeah, because there's still Or just John, Paul's just a writer, you know? There's still Matthew, and then there's James, there's Peter. Um, so, uh, yeah, there's it, a, there are a lot of authors. But mm-hmm. Paul wrote... Um, Paul wrote the most. So, yeah. Why? Is it just because he cared about theology so much? <laughs> because it's just... <laughs> okay. I think, like, to answer the que- this question, we need to go back to how the Bible was canonized, like, how the Bible was formed, or at least the mm-hmm. New Testament. Uh, the, well, the Old Testament, once, once Paul and the disciples lived, and, like, once Jesus was born... I believe that, like, if I was, if I'm correct, like, the Old Testament was ratified already by the Jewish community, mm. right? I believe it's um, Ezra and Nehemiah who started the process of uh, making a standardized scriptures in their eyes. So, like, for Judaism and for the Hebrew community, uh, once the New Testament times came along. Um, they they already had like their own version of a standardized scripture, and later on, like once you know Jesus passed away, and um, his disciples and some other apostles came into play, um, they wrote a bunch of writings that, although they didn't. I don't believe that they intended it to be part of scriptures, like the way that we see the Bible now. Yeah. Um, the early church community decided to, because of the all, there were like so many writings at that point where the early church was, um, maybe not the early, early church, but later on, um, the church community decided to make their own standardized version of the bible the scriptures and that's what we know now as the bible Mm -hmm. right and a part of that a part of those a part of that bible um was the old testament um as standardized by the hebrew community and then later on they made a new testament which they had a set of rules to follow and those rules are there are four criteria so for the for the church determining a new testament book whether it's you know part of the canon or like part of the bible first each book had to be written by an apostle or one closely associated with an apostle so paul was certainly an apostle he calls himself an apostle and he defended that stance that he should be yes, called an apostle. Um, <laughs> he defended it successfully in front of the disciples and the front of the apostles. Second, the contents of these books were revelatory in nature. So 
meaning that they had to have been revealed to this the apostle like the writer by the holy spirit the person of the holy spirit um <laughs> third because he's a person <laughs> Every These time. books were universally recognized by the church in their teaching and preaching ministry. So the church as a whole would have used that letter um, to be a part of like uh, their teaching as a local church um, or as the whole universal church at that point Mm -hmm. and fourth these books were considered inspired because they bore the marks of inspiration that's is that the same which are two what does it mean that the contents of these books were revelatory in nature like is it like something new that wasn't spoken about prior to being written it's just gonna be like foolishness like just start like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like it's just gonna be just like I don't know gibberish people <laughs> talking like I think yeah. it had to be revelation like revealing of God's nature mm-hmm. um, you know even people's nature but in the context of you know uh, in the context of somebody that's involved or that is around you know um, God and you know Jesus aspects of things I would harbor Yes, I agree with you. Like, how does like it was revel, it was revelatory, 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 because they were, I guess, theological points about Jesus's role within this whole narrative of what the Old Testament was and now what it means within this our lives now as followers of Jesus. What it means within the whole, I guess realm of who Jesus was, what he did, and how does that relate to us in a sense? Like I'm trying to think Yeah. Yeah, it had to give us some kind of insight into the kingdom of God. Yeah. Right. Into you know anything that happened. And how the gospel affects these things yeah. around us in our lives, right? So while it may have while the while it may be a story that's based on a person, you know, uh yeah. there had to be uh, some measure of, of you know, God in there that gives us an idea or a glimpse of, of His nature, who He is, His role, you know, something about God. That's there. I would harbor to guess that's what it means. Makes sense mm-hmm. to me, but you makes know, sense who am to I? me. <laughs> who am I? I'm just a dude on a podcast, you know. Whatever. There you have it. <laughs> Um, and I think because of that, they've chosen Paul's writings to be a part of the scriptures. Mm. Um, Is it because he just wrote so much? Well, not, not like only Peter that, not I mean, write a lot. Like did the other apostles just not write at all to other people? <laughs> maybe, maybe they did. It just wasn't found. They just those writings were yeah. That's lost what I'm thinking. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. History. Um, even some of Paul's letters that are mentioned in. His other letters that are in the Bible, they're not part of the Bible because we we don't have a copy of it. Or the, copy the early of it. church didn't um, have a copy of it. So. so you're telling me there's like three Corinthians and like Romans two two Romans and like <laughs> there's at least four. <laughs> like those exist out there. Oh really? That's so cool. Four Corinthians. What? But in terms of like the other apostles, 
Um, we have to remember that they're not the most educated, you know, uh, exactly. yeah. people, right? Mm-hmm. Matthew, maybe. Um, and Luke wasn't an apostle, but he was educated. Yeah. Which makes me believe that, you know, if you're educated, you have a propensity to write things down. Write things like, down. To have like, yeah. You know, to have mm-hmm. like a more scholarly approach to things because, you know, you're involved in that. Whereas somebody like a fisherman or, mm-hmm. you know, they're, I would, I would imagine that it's more like for them, it's more comfortable to just to interact with people. Mm-hmm. Um, to engage in them on a on a you know on a relationship aspect of it, and to teach them that way, yeah. um, than writing, putting it down and writing, writing a letter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's why right. I'm so frustrated with John. Because remember, yeah, he's a fisherman. He's from Galilee, and um, if you see, like, if you look at John as you know the Gospel of John, it's like you'd see that it's not as smooth. It's a lot of grammatical and kind of janky, man. Um, Grammatical mistakes. That's a good word. <laughs> janky. Kind of janky. Spelling <laughs> mistakes. So, uh, and I think like in his letters, uh, let's say First John or Second John and Third John, like he says quite often, "I would ra- I I can write more, but I'd rather tell you in person." <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. And I'm just sitting there, it's like, Aww. "Come on, John, I want to know what you want to say." Man. I know. Since, since he says at the end of his gospel, there are so many things we could write about Jesus that would fill entire books, but nah, that's not for you. Nah, this all you I get. I don't feel like writing. <laughs> I don't feel like I don't like feel like it. exerting my mind right now. I ran out of ink. Ah, that's so funny. I can't pay the scribe enough. I ran out of money. Yikes. Yikes. So all these factors <laughs> play a huge um, part in like forming, like the eventual forming of the canon of the bible interesting um, so so um, i guess what's my question i have a question why are we Paul's, listening to paul why was he to paul like to what paul? if what if peter in his understanding of jesus coming and like what the gospel mean, meant to him what if he had a different theological understanding than paul and then we're just what if there's like a different way of seeing things that we're not seeing through like that because we only have Paul's like essentially understanding and theology about the gospel and its hand in our lives. You know Let's what I'm say, saying? Um, yeah. Maybe we can change curious, Peter yeah. with James because there's okay, that yeah, whole James, debate yeah. where James, where that yes. whole debate right like well where, where Paul is like for speaching pre- preaching about grace writing about nice. grace mm-hmm. um, and then James and then James like, comes in no <laughs> what faith without heck? works faith without that, works right so there's this whole idea of so like much oh, so that Martin are Luther's they contradicting like, nah, I don't want to put him in man <laughs> <laughs> yeah like That's are they contradicting <laughs> or or whatever but you know like uh, someone put it um, that I see it is like they're fighting the same battle but uh. like they're let's let's picture them as soldiers they're fighting in the same battle um they're just fighting like you know when soldiers are on each other's backs and then they're fighting different sides of the battle so let's say they're, <laughs> why aren't you doing this why aren't you doing like, this they're like on each other's backs like their backs are facing each other and they're trying yeah. to fend off you know different people who are circling enemies. them it's just mm. like that it's like they're fighting the same fight they're just fighting it at a different angle, right? Fair. So, 
Okay. Um, okay. I don't think okay. deep inside any apostles like differed, and I think if if the church viewed that that the Paul differed from Peter, they would have made a choice um, at Ooh. that point when they were forming scriptures, and like, okay, these two are um, are contradicting each other. Which one? Like, which writing should we pick over the other? Yeah. And I feel that part of that, that's part of the criteria in which they would say, oh, this is inspired or not. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. You can, and, and that doesn't necessarily mean the ones that aren't, that aren't inspired is wrong, because you can just have your opinion and it not be inspired. Therefore, it's sure. not putting in. Because even, even Paul slipped one of his just opinions in. Yeah. Right, where he says, oh, but this is not from the it, Lord. Right? Yeah, this is not from the Lord, but this is just my own like little thing. Yada, yada, yada. So you can I have, prefer you to be single. Yeah, you can have your opinion, but it's not necessarily inspired. <laughs> Here's the thing about the, the inspiration aspect of it. And, you know, if one if one apostle had a differing opinion than the other, mm-hmm. you, if you had, if, if, if that's a question, let me put it this way. I can't have that kind of question in my thinking. Mainly because, it, mainly because I take the stance that the Holy Spirit is the sort of like you know he's the conductor of all these things that are putting the the scriptures together. At if you doubt that, at I mean, if you think that, uh, if you take the stance that you know, well, an apostle will have a different opinion. He they just didn't include it in. Um. Uh. Then you go into the realm of well, then is the Holy Spirit. Did the Holy Spirit really inspire all of these, or is it just mm-hmm. some of them? And I, and for me, I can't, I can't think that way. Uh, just because you know, then you have this idea of okay, there's some some parts of the scripture that are from God and others that aren't, uh, and then it becomes a matter of okay, I choose. I, I'm only going to use this passage because that's. Now, I'm going to only use this one as relevant to my life because I think this other one isn't, you know, inspired. And so, you know, you go back to sort of like the, there's sort of like the Muslim aspect of you of the, of the, of the Bible where you said, well, where they say that the Bible is, was inspired, but it's tainted somehow. So there, you can't really yeah. trust it. Right. Mm-hmm. And at that point, you're, we're in trouble because the Bible is fairly our main point, our main uh, our main, what you call, um, source of information on the kingdom of heaven, of God, uh, the meta narrative that's going behind. So, you know, you doubt that, then, you know, Sometimes. you're on shaky ground. What? Sometimes it's our Sometimes. only. <laughs> we may have some other sources. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we are not going just... to that. No, we're not doing that. This is, we're not, we're not. You know, if she, you know, she said that if people would read their Bible, they wouldn't have to read her stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. So don't use her. Really. You guys, like, uh, out there, don't use her as like unequal footing because she says that if you did, you know, if you read your Bibles properly, you wouldn't have to read my stuff. I am the lesser light leading to the greater light. So. Amen. <laughs> oh, man. Don't kill me. But yeah, like that will. Yeah, like we just, we just have to <laughs> have faith that the Holy Spirit is the one moving things, and mm. like if you know, if Acts 
if the book of Acts says that, you know, the Holy Spirit moved Paul and Peter the same time, like, I don't think there would have been any, you know, although there was an argument between them um, at the be- like at the beginning, but later on, I think, like, their theologies just, you know, I think that was, like, practical. That was more of a practical disagreement rather than theological and inspired. Mm-hmm. Um, was it? Is it? Yeah, it we're was more of a this, practical. We're uh, talking about the circumcision aspect of. He, it was like Peter. Peter's was agreeing pro- with people like with Judaizers or like people that are. I think it was. To- I think theologically he was. He viewed the same as Paul. It's just that he wasn't. He was scared of living Judaizers. in Alice. He gave yeah. into the, the yeah, peer pressure. He gave like, into, yeah. like, so he decided to although he didn't although he believes that you yeah, know circumcised. Like circumcision doesn't you know mean anything um, Paul called him out Paul <laughs> called him out because uh, he practically like the way that he started to live is he started to distance himself from Greeks and Gentiles because mm. the Jude you know he was scared of the Judaize- Judaizers like people who were policing um, circumcision and and all that, like people that were saying that you need to be circumcised for you to be saved. Um, I think Peter believed that you didn't need to be circumcised, or there was no further hurdle for you to be saved. It's just that he was scared to be called out by the Judaizers. But in the end, he got called out. He got anyways. called out anyways because <laughs> <laughs> Paul. So yeah. Okay, I, I don't think question. there was any conflict in terms of difference in theology mm. or at least um, like one that would be a deal breaker. Sure. So. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, so back to the original question. Why listen to Paul? <laughs> yeah. Why um, listen to Paul? Well, I think part of the reason, because well, there really isn't. There's not a whole lot of other options in terms of like, <laughs> in terms of like straight up teaching, right? Because everything else, everything else tends to be stories, right? Old Testament, a big part of the you know big part of the New Testament apparently because you know Paul only does less than thirty percent. Uh, <laughs> but everything and the thing and while stories are great, stories have. Uh, Stories carry in them inherent into them, you know, uh, the need to interpret what it means. Yeah. Whereas and Paul writing to the to the churches or whatever letters he has, straight up tells them, "Look, stop it! <laughs> you need to stop this. Stop it! And stop. just stop. Pevat. <laughs> <laughs> Pevat from this. <laughs> uh And so, like, and I think, you know, especially when, when the New Testament, when the New Testament church was, were just being formed, right? When the, you know, when, when the church was being formed, you still need to tell people, like, there's some do's and don'ts. I mean, we see that in the beginning uh, with God, when he's talking to the children of Israel, he gives them the Tenth Commandments. Like, you got to not do this. You got to do this, Right. In clear, concise, you know, sort of uh, in a, a form that you could say, okay, I can, I can work with this. I have 
sort of like the goalpost or I have the water watermark or I have like whatever it is to say, here's the line. If I step over it, this is not going to be good for me. Or if I step over it, this is where I need to be. Mm. Right. Yeah. And so, you know, you know, at, at, especially when you're starting out new, you just want to you just want people to tell you what to do, like how it's supposed <laughs> to work. Right. And then afterwards, then maybe, you know, you get a little, you start to explore things that are a little bit more whatever. But in the beginning, especially for the New Testament church, sometimes you just got to tell them, hey, look, these are the Nicolaitans. They're bad. Stay away from them. Right. Uh, there's somebody that has like this inappropriate relationship with their mother. You got to stop that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, Jesus has teachings too. And so that's why, you know, that's for us, that's that's a good thing to listen to because we can say, hey, Jesus said this. There isn't very much leeway on terms of like, what does this mean? He says this, this is what it means. Yay. There's my, there's my, you know, know, there's the flag. There's You put it in and you say, okay, there's my marker. You know, I can gauge where I am based on that. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so, you know, Paul with his letters to the churches that's what that gives us, right? Some somebody that says, "Okay, here's the line. There's another line. Don't f- cross that. This is what you need to. That's the line you need to cross over, mm-hmm. right? Just somebody that tells us what to do. And there isn't a whole lot of other options out there. Sure, right? Uh, I agree with you. Yeah, I and agree that's with you. and that and that's why I guess you know. Paul should be listened to because there's, you know, I know it sounds so much because there's not very much because what else choice do you have? <laughs> okay. Okay. So I, I agree with you like a hundred percent. Like I think Paul was really good in just guiding misguided Christians because Christianity was new, right? And they're just like living their their Gentile lives and they're like, oh, oh yeah, I definitely shouldn't be doing that because like in the light of the gospel, definitely should not be ha- like just doing these things. Okay. But how come we don't just listen to the teachings of Jesus? Why don't we just listen to the teaching of Jesus? That's our Lord and Savior, you know? Like, why don't we just listen to him? Why do we have to listen to Paul? I would just say, like, simply because I think Jesus spoke through Paul. Oh. Um, I think there was a point where, like, Paul uh, in his life, it was just so close to God, right? And then he Mm -hmm. even mentioned that. Um, I spent this amount of time in the desert and I met yes. Jesus there. Three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. And I think like, did he say he was face to face with Jesus? Or it sounded Jesus was like, there? It sounded like that, if I remember correctly, it sounded like he was actually physically with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that Jesus taught him. That's why that distinguishes him as a disciple slash apostle. Yeah, mm. and that's yeah, that's that that's a part of his defense that mm-hmm. because of the scripture, a part of the scripture to be canonized is that like their first rule is it has to be closely acquainted with, closely um, associated with Jesus, and I think that was Paul's defense. It's like I spent you know this amount of time in the desert. Yeah, I with per- Jesus. I spent personal time with Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, not just in the writings of Luke or not just in the writings of Mark. I actually was taught by Jesus. Right? That's his mm-hmm. thing. And so what Mark is saying, yeah, that that sounds like pretty accurate is that he's relaying what Jesus is saying, you know, um and some of it is okay, what Jesus tell, tells us in the gospels, a lot of it is principle 
Yes, no, I agree. Yeah. Right. Uh, whereas what Paul is saying, there tends to be a little bit more focused, especially on the situations that face each church. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And so he's expounding, you know, the principles to see to you know to see to tell them what it looks like IRL. Right. Yeah, because some some people have a hard time critically thinking. You know, <laughs> sometimes sometimes it's just hard. And, and, and that's okay. No, like that's just, okay. Yeah. And not to the baby Christians, like, you know, people were there, but not a lot of people were educated back then. Educa- so, exactly. You know, the critical yeah. thinking aspect of it may not be you know part of everybody's you know way of doing things. Yeah, Maybe exactly. It's just yeah. like you know, hey, just tell me what to do, and I'll, I'll my 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 energy will be focused on doing what I'm supposed to be, what you're telling me to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think there was another instance where Paul was talking in third person, but I think a lot of scholars mentioned that he was sorry about himself in third person, where he was brought by the Holy Spirit to heaven, and he saw heaven, and God was there, and God relayed messages to him. What? So, uh, I think Second Corinthians nine, if I recall correctly, but. Yeah, so I think Jesus, Paul was pretty much Jesus's mouthpiece, um, the same way that John was in Revelation, um, because the way that John starts Revelation is that like revelation of Jesus Christ, right? So, um, a lot of John's revelation was you know spoken to him um, by God. Um, I think, and that's the same way with Paul. I'm convinced. And, yeah, and we do. We don't have any other option. Like it's I not like, because like, Peter doesn't write a whole lot. Philip doesn't write a whole lot. Thomas doesn't write anything. Wait, does Philip even write? Anything? Yeah, like a, Thomas writes something. Does but, he? <laughs> no. Which one? It's part of the apocrypha, which oh, is yeah, like right, the right, um, apocrypha means just means like other writings, I think, but. Um, we should talk about that because I have zero clue about the apocrypha. Like the apocrypha books that yeah. were not accepted by the holy, the the early church. By the Holy Spirit, oh, man, by the Holy Spirit, <laughs> or no. by the early church. You must have done something really bad to are, be rejected by the Holy Spirit. <laughs> no, this, and, this ain't it, man. This ain't it. <laughs> this ain't it. This ain't it. Sorry, son. guys. Sorry, guys. Also, apocrypha means hidden or secret writings. There you go. Um, it's just, it's, yeah, if you read it, they're like highly phenomenal. Um, you could, like, the early church saw it, saw them as like fake, fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Wow. Um, yeah. Although, there, yeah. there's a book out there that Jude mentioned and quoted yes. from, which yeah. is the book of book Enoch. Of Enoch. That's not part of the scriptures, but dun, Jude, dun, dun. like the book before Revelation, he quotes from it. So, dude, I don't know. do we have a? Is there a <laughs> copy of that book of Enoch? I w- maybe we'll talk about it later. Like what the book of Enoch is, and uh, there's some strange stuff that happens in that book, anyways. But Jude, <laughs> Jude quoted dude, from it, it man? the brother of Jesus. Dude, Yo, what man, are you, what are you doing, that's man? saying some. That's saying some, guys. Come on, let's. <laughs> we need to reevaluate the canon, you know. Hey, 
June. Do they even have it? Wait, wait. Do they even have? I can't remember. Do they have the book like of actual Enoch copies of it in manuscript? I think. Yeah, copies I think of so. It? I think so. All right, yo, that has to be our next topic. But okay, okay. I guess I'll listen to Paul then. I guess I'm convinced. <laughs> You're serious? Although, that was your question. That was my question. Oh, okay. There are. Like, I've had people. I've heard of Christians who just don't not like they don't like Paul like they just like disagree they disagree with what Paul says in his letters and I'm like oh like people oh. Like that exist and they're like oh yeah I just, I, like, I just <laughs> follow in real life they they know, yeah, they're just say, like, I don't want no no no, no not that. I've never met them but like, the Christian that exists they're like oh yeah like they just like pretty much I don't know how they take use Paul's writings but like they just follow the you know the teachings of Jesus and I'm like oh interesting that's how I'm curious <laughs> They, it, it sounds like um, it sounds like there might be some issue with the like the whole idea of the of the Holy Spirit being an author, you know, like God being author of the of the of the scriptures. I know some people that that you know it, they take it in a different in a different perspective. They're like, oh, um, the manuscripts aren't the right ones that they used. They used the different manuscripts, and that's not from God. Right, that made it its way into the. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like um. yeah, and so you want to use this? Do you want to use this translation? Don't use like you know, don't use the NIV. Use the KJV because they use like da 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 da. da. Okay, that's another so. topic we need to talk about. <laughs> Yo, this topic is burning. This question is burning so many topics. <laughs> Thanks, Billy. Wow, amazing! Thanks, Billy. And oh, we yeah. thought this was um, going to be a short one. There are a part. There are parts of like maybe there's one thing that I can think of that's a part of Paul's writings that kind of contradicts that may seem like it contradicts past writings or like earlier writings by this the apostles but I think it's just like a growing thing that's part of Paul's theology and like how he sees Mm, it mm -hmm. Um, because in Acts 15 it says that um, in Acts 15, there was a council of Jerusalem, and they told people not to eat foods that are offered to idols. But then later on, Paul says, you can eat food, meat that's been offered to idols. It's just that you can't let that be a stumbling block to your brothers. Mm-hmm. So um, that might contradict, but it's like the way that I see it, it's a it's a way that the church was growing where the Holy Spirit saw that that might be like a stumbling block to Christians that were a part of that um, early church movement. While later on, the Holy Spirit moved Paul to say that, okay, this is not as, you know, detrimental anymore. So Mm. although meat offered to idols is not really tainted and you can still eat it because, idols don't live and they don't exist and so they're not really a thing um but there are others who might have a problem with it so if if you eat it sure but just don't use it as a way to make the other people stumble so yeah listen to paul and what he has to say seems like a solid guy He's a solid guy. He's a solid guy. He's a solid guy. 
he's. <laughs> I think a, he says pretty trustworthy. He knows a couple he, of things, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah I know a couple of things. Sometimes <laughs> his writing get a little bit complicated, a little bit confusing. But you know what? He's a, he's he's a good guy. guy. You know, he's a good guy. Holy Spirit will speak through. You know, he's fine. <laughs> Well, folks, that's all we have for you this week. We hope that you were blessed by our discussion. Let us know what you think. Send us a shout out on our socials at the handle at The Prodigals Project on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you like what you've been hearing, please like and subscribe. Also, leave a rating and review. It'll go a long way in helping us out. Stay blessed and stay faithful. And join us again next week for another episode of The Prodigals Podcast.